You're my friend, ain't you? The giant asked. He had a voice that whined like a round saw cutting through a pine knot. What do you need with a friend as big as you are? The dwarf kidded. I is asking you, the giant insisted. He was a milk-white albino with pink eyes, battered lips, cauliflowered ears, and thick, kinky, cream-colored hair. He wore a white t-shirt, greasy black pants held up with a length of hemp rope, and blue canvas rubber-soled sneakers. The dwarf put on an expression of hypocritical solicitude. He flicked back his sleeve and glanced at the luminous dial on his watch. It was 1.22 a.m. He relaxed. There was no need to hurry. He was a hunchback with a dirty yellow complexion, shades darker than that of the albino. Beady black eyes that could not focus on anything looked out from a rat-like face. But he was dressed in an expensive blue linen, hand-stitched suit, silk-topped shoes, and a black Panama hat with a dull orange band. His shifty gaze flicked for a moment on the rope knot at the giant's belly, which was on a level with his own eyes. The giant could make four of him. But he was not scared. The giant was just another sucker as far as he was concerned. You know I'm your friend, Daddy-O. I'm old Jake. I'm your real cool friend. He spoke in a wheezing voice that was accustomed to whispering. The giant's battered white face nodded into a frown. He looked up and down the dimly lit block on Riverside Drive. On one side was a wall of big, dark buildings. Not one lighted window was visible. On the other side was a park. He could make out the shapes of trees and benches, but he could only smell the flowers and the recently watered grass. A block away was the squat, dark shape of Grant's tomb. None of that interested him. The park sloped sharply to the west side highway. He saw the scattered lights of late motorists going north toward Westchester County. Beyond the highway was the Hudson River, flickering vaguely in the dark. Across a mile of water was the New Jersey shore. It might have been the Roman walls for all he cared. He put his ham-sized hand on the dwarf's small, bony shoulder. The dwarf's back seemed to bend. Don't give me that stuff, he said. I don't mean no real cool friend. You was everybody's real cool friend. I mean, is you my sure enough, really and truly friend? The dwarf wriggled irritably beneath the weight of the giant's hand. His shifty gaze traveled up the huge white arm and lit on the giant's thick white neck. Suddenly, he realized that he was alone with a giant half-wit on a dark, deserted street. Look here, Pinky. Ain't Jake always been your friend, he said, pumping earnestness into his wheezing whisper. The giant blinked like a dull mind reacting to a sudden apparition. Knobs of scar tissue shading his pink eyes moved like agitated lugworms. His cauliflowered ears twitched. His thick, scarred lips drew back in a grimace. Rows of gold-crowned teeth flashed like a beacon in the semi-dark. I don't mean no always been your friend, friend, he whined angrily his grip tightening involuntarily on the dwarf's shoulder. The dwarf winced with pain. His gaze flicked up toward the giant's agitated face, but it bounced right off. 
It lighted for a moment on the twenty-two-story tower of the Riverside Church, rising in the dark behind the giant's back. He became increasingly apprehensive. I mean, is you my friend through thick and thin, the giant insisted. Is you my friend through smoke and fire? The sound of a fire engine sounded faintly from the distance. The dwarf heard it. Smoke and fire. He began to get the connection. He struggled to break from the giant's grip. Turn me loose, fool, he cried. I gotta split. But the giant held on to him. Can't split now. You gotta stay and back me up. You gotta tell him for me, friend. Tell who what, you fool? The fireman, that's who. You gotta tell him how my pa is gonna get robbed and murdered. Shit, the dwarf said, trying to push the giant's hand from his shoulder. Ain't nothing gonna happen to Gus, you mother-raping idiot. But the giant only tightened his grip. His first finger and thumb closed about the dwarf's neck. The dwarf squirmed like a pig in a sack, becoming panic-stricken. His beady black eyes bulged from their sockets. He hammered at the giant's thick torso with his puny fists. Turn me loose, you big mother-raper, he screamed. Can't you hear those sirens? Are you stone deaf? We can't be seen together on this plushy street. We'll get nabbed for sure. I'm a three-time loser. I'll get life in prison.